This is a world-famous marriage segment with Robert Kosick on The Sam Malone Show on AM 1070. The answer. This is when the listenership just skyrockets. It just gets, it's huge. And we're so thrilled to have all the new faces who come in for our world-famous marriage talk segment. The only morning show, I guess, now in America. We just we talk about the glory and the sanctity and the holiness and steaminess of marriage. Lost my last job over it. And Mr. Kosick and I used to be at another station, and I said, screw it. I'm walking away from radio. Y'all don't want to talk about marriage and what God has ordained. And then actually Chuck Tiller, once we were at a Sarah Palin pro-life event, said, you should come back. And I'm like, well, I don't know. And he said, you can talk about marriage. I'm like, we're in. Now it's just become, it's a monster, this segment, where we talk about marriage in a good positive way. Two dudes talking about it, which you don't have anymore. Um Mr. Kosick, who's a marriage coach and wrote the book, Honor the Vow. How you doing, buddy? Hey, happy Friday. So for all the uh, naysayers that we talked about last week uh, that are out there, let's start off with a happy uh, story with uh, an anniversary uh, wish to Greg Abbott and his wife, Cecilia. Forty years. Isn't that awesome? I, I saw that, and I think you sent me the picture, I guess, when they were yeah. dating or just got married. It was their first year anniversary, so 24 years old, I guess. You were like kids. Like, he, like, <laughs> like who are the kids? I didn't even wreck. If you had said, who's the dude? I, I don't know. Our governor, Craig Abbott. Yes, that's very nice. Um, yeah. It's always good to celebrate because, like I said, what God has ordained Hollywood and the godless all left and the Democrats hate is, is man and woman coming together. Genesis 2.24. Uh, check it out. Here we go. <clears throat> so our world-famous marriage talk segment is written by Mr. Robert Kosick. This amazing writer is now up to marriage tip number 346 on our show. This is why I say this is the biggest segment uh, of our entire week. Um, Mr. Kosick writes it. I'll read it, and he'll comment. Folks, it's found on our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show. So let's get all the agenda out of the way, all the spokes and the gazinta, hey. Bishtay, gabish, and let's talk about marriage. Here we go. Tip number 346, politically mixed marriage. They say opposites attract. While that may be true in terms of personality, such as an introvert being attracted to an extrovert, it's actually a really bad model for those with different political views to get married. A study of 18 million couples found that 30% belong to different political parties. Unfortunately, couples who have opposing political views also have a much higher divorce rate. This is generally because one's political views tend to reflect their social and economic opinions. Therefore, it's easy to see how everyday decisions will differ and cause great stress on the marriage. While we can't necessarily change your spouse's political opinions, we can offer some rules for discussing politics with a spouse who has opposing political views. Which, real quick, why, how, if you're a conservative and you believe in the sanctity of life and the importance of God in marriage, right, how do you marry a person who believes in killing babies? You know, back back in the day, you'd be amazed at how many people when they get married, they said, I have no idea what my vow stood for. All I know is there was this really cute blonde, and she was in a gorgeous dress, and she said, I will, and I said, I will, too. And, and then reality hits later on. They figure out what they really committed to. So, unfortunately, which is why the divorce rate is so high, is, is a lot of people married for the wrong reasons. They don't do it the right way, the biblical way. Let's right. court. Let's learn each other. You know, you talk about your son uh, looking at getting married, and it's that whole process of becoming best friends first, like you and Denise did, like my wife uh, Kathy and I did. That's the foundation of a great marriage that lasts forever. If you do it based on infatuation, you got a problem. We saw that in that other article I sent you uh, as well with um, Pierce talking about his wife. He said, I didn't fall in love with her body. I fell in love with her. And so um, those kind of examples are amazing to set as a foundation for a marriage. And unfortunately, they don't even think about this. I, I actually talked to one couple that was 
they were getting a divorce because he married a younger gal and she wanted to have kids and he wanted to have absolutely nothing with any more kids because he had some from a previous marriage. And I was like, y'all didn't talk about that before you got married? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'll that's take, like the whole first yeah, year right. of marriage is working on the kids. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. About that. All right, here we go. Rule number but, one. Anyway. So you got different political opinions. At Robert Kosick, honorthevow.com, and myself and our world-famous marriage talk segment. Rule number one, understand that all differences cause tension. However, people tend to be more passionate about their political opinions. Therefore, expect a more passionate debate that will likely end with an argument, an agreement to disagree. So you'll be like, I don't agree with you. You don't agree with me. Let's just agree to disagree. Robert Kosick. Yeah. So so anytime you're going into any kind of a tense moment or a, a, a very tense topic, if you know it's going to be tense when you walk into it, you can prepare for that because you don't want to be blindsided by someone flaring up and emotions getting out of whack. Because once that happens, you know, all logic goes out the window. And so what happens is if you think about it, not to, to set the stage, you go in with a contentious mindset, but you go in saying, this is probably going to be a little bit personal, a little bit heated. So I'm ready for it. So therefore, I'm going to taper back my emotions because I know they're going to be emotional about this topic. And it kind of helps keeping things from flaring up. So just go in with the understanding that you're going to be different. And, and when people get real passionate about the political stuff, I mean, you're hard pressed to change anybody's opinion in one short conversation. It may happen over time, but not one short conversation. So if you're going to think and I'm changing this person in this conversation, you're probably going to wind up just saying, you know what? We just disagree. Let's move on and crazy. talk about something else. Like I, I said, Democrats are on record for their hatred of the Jew, Israel. They're in favor of human sex trafficking right now, open borders, yeah. illegals with crazy. COVID infecting our country. And, and then you're a Republican. You love the Lord. And you're like, oh, yeah, let's have a cocktail. What? Anyway, okay. Well, uh, that's just people departmentalize, right? That's that world. This is this world. <laughs> kind of like I go to church on Sunday, but it means nothing to me on Monday. <laughs> that's kind of yeah. That's funny. All right, rule number two on our world-famous marriage talk segments on our Facebook page, Sam Alonjo. Try being open-minded. Not so much to change your views, but to gain an understanding of why your spouse is so passionate about his or her views. That understanding will tend to foster a discussion about different solutions rather than a debate about a particular point of view. Robert Kostick on our world-famous marriage talk segment. Yeah, so we don't have time to get into it here, but in the newsletter, I'll put some examples to some of these rules so to talk about. We have more uh, more time to do that in there. But but just in general, when you're going through and you're, you're doing this kind of a conversation, if you can get down to what the root issue is, this is for any kind of tensor, but you can get down to what's, what they're really passionate about. And in most cases, when you're talking political, it's usually around something about control. You're not going to tell me what to do. I'm not going to tell you what to do. You know, that is what it's getting down to. So if you get down to what the real issue is, then you may focus on what are some solutions and not what your point of view is. And we won't get into it, but like if you talk about borders, it's not whether or not people can come into our country. Everyone would agree that people can come into our country. It's how they come into the country. That's the debate. So let's talk about how to make a solution for that as opposed to you're, you're against and you're for. It, you, you just get away from the outside fringe parts of the discussion. Let's get on to what the real issue is. Mm-hmm. But I need, I need to understand what you're passionate about first before I can you, get to what the real issue is. She better be so freaking hot to waste your time doing this. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, but you're in the marriage, right? So this is for the folks who, they're in it. So now you're there. Okay. And all we're trying to do is make it better, right? <gasps> Rule number three on our world-famous marriage talk segment, bottom of the 8 o'clock hour central. Here we go. Love them anyway. That's a choice, not a feeling. You can have a respectful conversation with a spouse who has an opposing opinion while at the same time thinking they're a looney tune when it comes to their political views. Choosing to love in spite of your differences is a powerful influencer in the success of a marriage. Robert Kosick. Yeah, so the Bible is real clear. Love will overcome, wash over all kinds of, and I'll paraphrase, 
imperfections and those kind of things. Uh, so if you absolutely love that person, it doesn't matter about their weight. It doesn't matter about their political views. It doesn't matter about whatever. I love you as a person. We may be completely opposed on our political views in this particular case, but I love you as a person. So I'm going to respect your opinion, even though I think you're a total nut job when it comes to what you're thinking about those things. That's not you personally. That's just an aspect of your personality that I think we just disagree. You go back to rule number one. We just disagree. I can't get on the same page with you with that. So, so you have your thoughts. I'll have my thoughts. But I'm going to love you anyway because that's what I committed to when I said my vows is that I will love you unconditionally through all kinds of circumstances. And that's all you're getting back down to that root. And we fit that is the root of your marriage. You get through just about anything. Our world-famous marriage talk segment, marrying someone of a political, different political persuasion. Rule number four is if you can't follow rules one, two, and three, do not discuss politics with your spouse, Robert Kosick. So the divorce rate goes through the roof for uh, those with opposing. We talked about a study of 18 million people, 30% of which, a little over 5 million of those people, have different views. And if you think about how all that works, if I'm of one political persuasion, it's going to impact every other decision in my life. So there's going to be a lot of tension overall, which is why the divorce rate is so high. So if you are opposed and you can't do it in a respectful way in your discussions, don't even go there because all you're doing is pouring fuel on a fire. It's never going to be pretty. It's never going to work out well, and it's just going to be damaging all around. Just avoid it altogether. It's just it's it's a go nowhere. And when it comes time to vote, don't even bother going to the polls because you cancel each other out. So don't waste right? your time. Jeez, <laughs> cracker! All right, once uh, okay. Hot and heavy uh, tip: uh, morning versus night people in our world famous marriage talk segment. You get up at the crack of dawn. Your spouse burns the midnight oil. So how do you find time to be together? Easy. You get uh, intentional about your schedule and your plan, your time together. Here are some plans to consider. One, sleep a little bit longer or take a nap so you can stay up later. The morning person returns to bed later in the morning. Go to bed earlier so you can get up earlier. Night out goes back out to watch TV and the morning person goes to sleep. And if you want spontaneity, plan to take advantage of alone time when it spontaneously occurs in the middle of the day. Yeah. Well, no, or, 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 if becomes, or, or if she stops by to put the office together. Yeah, well, <laughs> let her out. Yeah, this is, work. And I tell her, this is not a grope-free zone when she visits. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. No, it's simple stuff. So it's one of those things, you know, I know we don't have a lot of time. We're getting towards the end of the segment here, but we're trying to help couples. There's differences. Always are going to be differences. My wife is a night owl. I'm a morning person. I'm up like you are, 4 or 5 o'clock yeah. every morning. By 9, 10 o'clock, I am falling asleep watching TV. It's, it's hard. Like Denise just said to you, you came home, had a drink, and you went to sleep. Yeah. That's what you do. So how do you get around that? Because your, your time together is different, way different. And so here's just some quick, easy tips. Uh, you know, if you're a morning person, get up morning. It's like you always do. But then just wait for that text that says, hey, where are you? And you say, I'm on the patio. And then the next text says, We'll come back to bed, and later, <laughs> right? And then later in the day, you're sitting there going, what did I do with my phone? I can't find my phone. And that's when your wife reminds you, you probably dropped it on the patio. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. <laughs> when you were running up the stairs <laughs> yeah, running in the house. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. It, it, like, I think it was like 9, 30, 10 o'clock, and I just ran out of steam because we had an all-day oh, yeah. shoot yesterday in addition to the move, in addition to doing the morning show. And I just kissed on the forehead, and I hit the rack, and I know I'll see her tonight, you know? And then absolutely, I'm, and then absolutely. You know, and then it, then it's on like Donkey Kong till Sunday at midnight. Yeah, and I'm the same way. As long as I'm moving and thinking and and, and cranking away like like we do, and you do the same thing, I'm, I'm staying awake. As soon as I sit down, my body says, "Oh, <laughs> it's shut off time." So you know, if that's going to happen, it's got to be. Don't let me sit down <laughs> because as soon as I sit down, it's over. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to sleep. True. So. 
Ah, good job. Our world-famous marriage talk segment. Folks, this is a real spicy one. It's marriage tip number 346, written by my good friend Robert Kosick, who wrote the book Honor the Vow, V-O-W, honorthevow.com. It's about politically different couples in a marriage and how to plow through and be successful. Listen, on that one, I say God bless y'all for giving that a shot. That would be tough. It would be, but it can be done. It can be done. It can be done. Got it. Mr. Kosick, have a... Blessed and wonderful Friday, you and Kathy and the family, and thanks for being part of our family. Thank you, Sam. You have a blessed weekend. Roger that, sir. America, that brings to a close our world-famous marriage talk segment for the 13th day of August. Back in a second, AM 1070. The answer. <laughs> 